as entrepreneurs, we often give ourselves limits. We make excuses. We talk about the reason that we couldn't get started. We didn't have the cash to get started. We didn't have the experience to get started. Today's guest is talking about a topic which may on the surface seem a little bit boring or a little bit like, Tim, why is this applicable to us? But as you listen to the episode, you'll understand why this skill is so valuable, why it's so important, and how it can break down any barrier to entry and it can help you eliminate those excuses that you're using of why you can't get started on your entrepreneurial journey. This is going to be a great episode. Stay tuned. Hi, I'm Tim Jordan. And in every corner of the world, entrepreneurship is growing. So join me as I explore the stories of successes and failures. Listen in as I chat with the risk takers, the adventurous, and the entrepreneurial veterans. We all have a dream of living a life fulfilling our passions, and we want a business that doesn't make us punch a time clock, but instead runs around the clock in the AM and the PM. So get motivated, get inspired. You're listening to the AM PM podcast. Hey everybody, Tim Jordan here with another episode of the AM PM podcast. And one thing that I have noticed in this entrepreneurial world is there are a lot of different business models. There's a lot of different ways to make money. There's a lot of ways to adapt and change and run down different rabbit trails of, uh, you know, multiple streams of income and all that good stuff. But one thing that continues to be true is that no matter what we're advertising, how we're advertising, how we're selling, written media is exceptionally important. And I think back to like, you know, my college composition classes, writing in those stupid notebooks, you know, ones like the black and white, you know, blotchy, blotchy covers thinking no one's ever going to use this. Like now, even in a high tech digital realm, almost every sales funnel involves written content. And today we have an expert in that. This is Jacob McMillan, who is dubbed as quote unquote, a copywriter, a content strategist. So thank you, Jacob, for being here and hope you're doing well. Yeah. Thanks for having me, Tim. Great to be here. And one reason that I wanted Jacob on here is because, like I said, every marketing approach, every sales approach right now requires written content. And it's a little bit like business agnostic. Like this doesn't just apply to one business model, it applies to all of them. So no matter what you do in this world for a job, for extra revenue, for extra income, writing is important. And Jacob's going to talk to us a lot about some different aspects of writing, including how to build a business just with writing or how to, to raise startup money just with writing. And I thought this is an exceptionally cool topic because a lot of people have great business ideas and don't know how to get started. They don't have just a little bit of capital to do that. So Jacob, before we get into all of that, tell us how you came to be an expert copywriter. Yeah. So I think ultimately I started in college. Uh, I ended up doing a door-to-door sales job uh, to pay my way through school and you know, going into it, it was just like, it, it seemed like a opportunity to go in and, and, and make some money. I had no clue what to expect. Um, but I ended up learning the sales process. And I ended up learning uh, how to sit down one-on-one with someone and close them on a product. Um, and then after I got out of school, you know, I, I got an accounting degree. And you know, by the time I graduated, the the only thing I knew for sure was that I did not want to be an accountant. <laughs> so I was sort of you know, exploring other options, like, you know, what, what do I really want to do? Um, and I sort of started to uh, come across the world of, you know, online marketing and uh, SEO and, uh, you know, online business. And I found it super intriguing. So I sort of started to uh, dig into it. Um, and I pretty quickly, within about a year, came across the idea of copywriting. Um, and I, and as I started to dive into it, I realized this is basically just sales, 
But instead of having a one-to-one conversation, instead of, uh, you know, having that give and take, you sort of have to anticipate what the person you're speaking to is thinking. Uh, you, have, you have to anticipate, you know, what they're looking for. But other than that, it's just, it's just sort of like uh, asynchronous sales. You know, you're just, uh, you're going through the sales presentation. And that was kind of, you know, I didn't love direct sales, but there was aspects of it I loved. And, and when I came across copywriting, I was like, hey, this is, this is everything I love about sales minus everything I hate about sales. And, you know, I'd, I'd always been a relatively good writer. Like I, I wasn't in love with writing, but I was a big reader and I, you know, I was, I would get good grades in writing class. So I, I sort of was like, okay, you know, I'll, I'll kind of dive into this and quickly fell in love with it. Knew, knew almost immediately, like, this is what I want to do. Um, and then, yeah, I did, uh, started discovering there was a freelance market for it and that I could literally just go write something and someone would pay me. <laughs> Like literally that simple, it just blew my mind. Uh, so I ended up doing that for, you know, I'm, I'm still doing it to this day, but I did it pretty much exclusively for about six years. And then at a certain point I was like, hey, you know, if, if someone's paying me for this, it means they're making more off of it than I am. Uh, so why don't I look to sell my own products, uh, you know, build my own business using this writing. And so I started doing that and have been uh, doing that as well over the last two years. So it sounds like this one skill you're using in a lot of different ways. So I know that you have an agency. I know that you do consulting. I know that you write, you know, content for your own product sales for all of the stuff, right? So because you're doing so many things, you have this cool bird's eye view of like different ways to make money. And you talk a lot about this concept of selling a shovel during the gold rush, right? And I'd like to kind of dive into that. And the the first time I heard this was actually... um, from the the original host of this podcast, Manny Coates, we were talking about how awesome. how and why he built up Helium Ten. He's like, man, I was selling a lot of products, but I also knew there was a lot of ways to succeed by, you know, selling the shovels essentially. So, talk to me and and our our listeners a little bit about what that means and why you think that's applicable to us. Yeah, so I grew up in California. You know, obviously we had the California Gold Rush. It's sort of what founded the state uh, back in the day, and. Um, and one of the things that, you know, when people think of the gold rush, they think of people striking it rich by discovering gold. Um, and there were absolutely examples of that. Uh, but the vast majority of people who moved out to California to, you know, panhandle for gold did not strike it rich. Um, and the people who really made it, you know, on average, the people who reliably made the most money were the merchants, the people who were selling all the equipment, selling the shovels you know, selling the things that these prospectors used to go mine. So they basically didn't have any of the risk and sure they missed out on maybe the max end of the reward, but they were the ones reliably making money because they had something that everyone needed. And so to me, that's very similar to sort of the current e-commerce landscape. Um, I would say, you know, e-commerce and online online sales probably is a little more reliable than panhandling for gold was back in the day, <laughs> but it's kind of a similar model of you have you have some massive winners and then the mass the vast majority of people aren't making nearly as much. And you have a lot of people who try and fail, you know, who fail many times before, you know, they ultimately succeed or give up. Uh, but the skill that all of them are building their businesses on, the sort of core piece that all of online business runs on is this copywriting. And so, you know, to me, it's like, that's the shovel. You know, that's the thing that, you know, maybe you're not going to strike it crazy rich by offering it, but if you can get in there and, and, and do this writing portion, even just delivering it to people who are using it to 
prospect and on, you know, in e-commerce, you can reliably make more money than a lot of people building e-commerce businesses are making. Uh, and so to me, that's just what makes it really intriguing. It's kind of, it's that shovel on which, you know, on which the uh, e-commerce landscape has been built. And so, you know, if you can be the one in there, you can, you can do well for yourself and very reliably. And so that's kind of what I like to talk about. I know that when it comes to writing, a lot of people are intimidated because we think that, or when I say we, a lot of people think that to be a professional writer, you know, you have to have exceptionally high levels of education and you had to have studied this for a long time and be like the perfect writer. Is that the case or is it more important to be able to just understand how to convey a feeling or convey a thought or convey an idea? What's, what makes you a valuable copywriter? Yeah, so it's sort of it's sort of two pieces from just a kind of a conceptual standpoint. If you can sell, you can you can be a copywriter. It's it's the same process. It's the process of having a conversation with someone and, you know, being clear, uh, making a clear offer, being persuasive has nothing to do with your literary abilities. In fact, I find that a lot of my students who come in with a lot of education um you know, in terms of writing, a lot of time spent in, you know, even academic writing, they often struggle to, you know, write in, in the way you need to write for copy because it's just a much lower, it's a much, you know, it's a much lower level of literary prowess, so to speak. Um, and then the, the second thing, you know, it's sales, but then it's also, it's just written communication. And I will say not everyone uh, can communicate through writing well. It's something that like, you know, uh, you either you struggle to put your thoughts into words or you don't. And so, you know, there's, there's sort of that aspect of someone who comes in who really struggles to communicate through writing. You know, copywriting may not be for them. They may want, want to use other strengths. Uh, but a lot of people, you know, there's tons of readers out there. People who tend to read a lot typically don't struggle with written communication. So it's a pretty widely held skill. You know, different people excel more than others. But I would say, you know, a, a fairly good chunk of the population can reasonably communicate clearly through writing. And if you can do that, and you can go through, you know, and you can learn the sales process, and anyone can learn to sell. Uh, if you can combine those two things, that's literally all you need to be a copywriter. And if someone has those very basic skills, how can they create a business model from this, right? Like we know that there's the traditional, you know, freelancer Upwork and Fiverr and things like that. But I suspect it's more broad than that. And you've made statements before, like anybody that has any writing skills can turn it into a business. So give us like the high level. How does that work? And, and, and prove that statement to me. Yeah. So, so on the one hand, you know, when we talk about the, the lowest, the lowest floor, the easiest to, the easiest business model to build in 2020, 2021, in my opinion, is a freelance writing business. Um, so just on, on that level alone, we're talking about a zero overhead business offering a service that every business in the world needs. <laughs> you know, So like right there, like, it, like it's basically just, if you can get that offer in front of a high enough volume of people, you're gonna find people who need it, guaranteed. Um, I typically find that people who come in with like no traction, no experience, just starting from scratch, if they pitch 50 people on hiring them to do freelance writing, they're going to land one, at least one client. Uh, and you just, you don't find that 
in like anywhere, <laughs> you know, like you could, you can hustle your way and brute force your way to a lot of types of success, but for it to be that reliable, that consistent, you know, even just 50 pitches to, to land a client that's, so that's the first way is to build, you know, to just sell it as a service, uh, super attainable. I see people, you know, I see people literally every month who are starting, you know, have only been doing it for a few months, uh, build, you know, 2000 per month, 3000 per month, 8000 per month businesses, just selling writing as a service. That said, you know, there's also other ways. So you see a lot with people who, you know, maybe, uh, maybe they're looking to become thought leaders in their career, or maybe they are, have already started another business and they're, you know, they're looking to attract people to the business. Every, you know, marketing is a baked in part of, of every business these days. And you see a lot too, you know, in, in sort of where e-commerce, e where entrepreneurship is heading, you see a lot of kind of the, the product led, the growing public, the, you know, hey, we're going to, we build the audience first and then, you know, create the product for the audience. And that all comes down to, you know, some sort of content. And, you know, for some people, it can be visual content. For some people, it can be audio content. But for a lot of people, it's written content. And whether we're talking short form written content on, you know, Twitter or LinkedIn or social media or long form via blog posts, you know, if you want to build an audience, writing is one of the most consistent ways to do it. Uh, so it's a, you know, in that model, it's less of a, hey, writing is the product and more writing is the hook that brings people to your product. Uh, but it's just it's so widely applicable to so many people with such a wide variety of goals. And this is important because in the entrepreneurial world, there's there's a lot of people that are just looking for a way to make money, right? There's a lot of side hustles. There's a lot of ways that we can adapt, that we can change. I know people that started off, you know, selling on Amazon and now have fulfillment businesses. I know people that, you know, started off trying to do affiliate marketing and now they're doing freelance, you know, website building. And someone who's interested in starting a business or making, you know, money, whether it's a side hustle or their full-time hustle, they're usually interested in multiple ways to do that. You know, multiple streams of income. I think that's super important. And what's interesting about copywriting is a lot of people do it. A lot of people are learning about it. A lot of people are getting better at it as a necessity for their other business or for yep. whatever else they're doing. And a lot of times we're not thinking about, hey, this is a value that we can, or a valuable commodity. This is a valuable skill that we can also monetize. And there are so many people out there that are bad at it that you don't actually have to be an exceptionally good one to be valuable, right? There are people that are dying. <laughs> you know, the, the example I use is like name selection for Chinese people that want a Western name. Okay. And in China, if you're studying business or you're studying anything international, you usually give yourself a Western name. And I feel like there should be a business for that, right? So when I had my kids, me and my wife, you know, deliberated constantly, like, what are we going to name our kids? What are we going to name our kids? What are we going to name our kids? And it was like this huge discussion. We had to like pick the perfect name. But in China, they're picking these terrible names, right? So like, in one context in the US, you better be really creative with a great name, you know, to really stand in the crowd. But anybody that can figure out just a basic name would be valuable to you know, these, these students in China, right? So my point is like, as an analogy, even if you're not one of the best writers in the US in the digital marketing space, even if you're average, you're super valuable to people that English isn't your first language, right? There are a million people out there that are in different countries that are trying to put websites together or marketing con to get content together in English language that you are light years ahead of them, right? So don't compare apples to apples. There is value in what you're doing. <clears throat> 
And yeah, and just just to expand on that too, the even even like businesses in the U.S., ninety five percent of businesses can't afford me, you know, and I'm not I'm not I'm probably not even in like the top five percent of rates that people charge. Uh, you know, the the reality is that for a lot of businesses, they can't afford someone better than you, whoever's listening to this right now. If you were to spend a little time practicing writing, there's a a huge chunk of businesses and startups where people just aren't, you know, competent writers. And even at a low rate, you're going to do a massive service for their business by coming in and helping them communicate clearly. Even if you you can't, you know, get into the persuasive side of things, just helping, you know, a business owner that can't afford to pay 5k to have their website rewritten, you can come in and do it for a few hundred few hundred bucks and that's the best they're going to get. And it's going to be a huge improvement on what they have now. Yeah. And we're not saying go out and sell yourself. It's okay if you suck. What we're saying is you may not suck as much as you think you do, right? Like a lot of times we place this burden on ourselves and this pressure of like being the absolute best that we see. And we forget that like, Hey, we may actually be pretty good at this. So we're saying all this to be encouraging, like don't devalue yourself because you're not as good as so-and-so YouTube expert who talks about copywriting. Like, I can't tell you how many times I've walked into a restaurant and seen misspellings on the menu. I can't tell you how many websites I've gone to that just don't make any sense. And I think I'm not a great copywriter. Man, I can do 10 times better than this. So it's supposed to be encouraging. It's supposed to be empowering. Like you have more value potentially than you think you do, right? And as far as being able to make money this way, I know, Jacob, that you're a quote-unquote pro and, and you've got a lot of experience and you've got a lot of um, credibility in this area. But I know that at one point on a dare, I think it was, I have to look at my notes, it was a Twitter dare, you made $5,000 in 48 hours. Tell us about that and and let's take some value from that that little story. Yeah, so so this was, you know, I, I talk a lot about pitching to, you know, my subscribers and readers. Um, and Pitching is one of those things that until you get out and experience it, it's just really hard to believe that it works as well as people say it does, you know, because it's just like most of us haven't had the experience of buying something off of a cold pitch, uh, you know, or even a warm pitch. So it's like, um, you know, so people kind of, you know, so, so I'm always looking for ways to like reinforce the viability of some of these things I teach with, you know, real case studies. And so anyway, so I had one of the guys that I follow on Twitter, he he likes to do these little like, you know, thought experiments. And so one time he did this thought experiment of, hey, uh, you know, you have 48 hours to make 5K online uh, and you can't use a existing audience, you know, that you've built, what do you do? Um, and so for me, I was thinking, you know, hey, like I, I, I charge a minimum of about 1500 bucks uh, for a blog post. So I was thinking, you know, I bet, I bet I could go out and you know, do like a, a package of four blog posts for 5K. You know, I bet I could get someone to, to buy that because sort of like a minor discount. Uh, and so I, you know, I, I wrote that. And most of the, you know, most of the answers to this dare were like, uh, you know, kind of making fun of it. Like you, you need to cheat or you need to spend, you know, 500K in ads or all, all these things, uh, kind of sarcastic responses. And so I put that one in and then I was looking and I was like, well, well, shoot, why don't I just go do that and see if I can make this into a cool case study? So I went out and I, I uh, oh, and, and in the, the, the specifications of it, I said I'd pitch 10 people. Um, and this was, you know, this was into my career to where I, like, this wasn't at the very beginning. If it was the very beginning, I would be like, hey, I'm going to go pitch, you know, 50 people. Uh, but, you know, this was at the point where I was like, I think I could do this in 10 pitches. So I went out, I pitched 10 people, uh, 30, 
or 47 hours and 30 minutes later, I had 5k in the bank, <laughs> uh, from uh, basically I got only four people responded. Six people never responded. Uh, three said no, uh, one paid me. <laughs> uh, that simple 48 hours, just reaching out, you know, in, in this case, it was a little bit more, it was kind of a mix of, of warm and cold pitches. I was messaging, you know, some people that, uh, no one who had ever hired me before a few people I thought, you know, might, might be in the market for it. A few people I didn't know. Uh, and yeah, one out of 10, that simple 48 hours off of just sort of a, Hey, this would be fun. And just kind of to demonstrate what's possible when you're willing to get out there and put yourself in front, you know, create opportunities for yourself. And this is important because I hear a lot of people make excuses. Now I've got a great product idea. I've got this great business idea, but I don't have the money to start. Right. And I, you know, I see a lot of people even say, Hey, if I just had $5,000, if I had, you know, X amount of money, I could get this thing started and rolling. We make those excuses. And when it comes to selling a physical product, a lot of times it is true. Unless you look at like drop shipping and things like that, you're like, you have to make money or you have to have money to make money. You have to spend some upfront. But when it comes to a service like this that everybody needs and everybody uses, I think this starts to break down the barriers that we put in front of ourselves, telling ourselves we can't do this. We can't make this happen. We can't get this off the ground because it literally takes nothing. It, it takes just reaching out to people and doing this. And it doesn't take long to charge two or $300 for a blog post before you can start raking up some pretty serious money pretty quickly. And you can use that to you know, reinvest in this new business model that you've now found or to bankroll other businesses in which your copywriting skills, your just ability to communicate. I don't even want to call them copywriting skills. I want to say your ability to communicate via a written medium because that's what it is. Like sometimes we mystify this whole concept of writing by calling it copywriting. Let's just talk about communicating, right? So have you seen other examples of where people have used, you know, some freelance copywriting or something like this to bankroll the start of another business? Yeah. So a good friend of mine, uh, he, he just got his affiliate blog up to 60K per month. Um, the first three years of that blog made him zero money. And he was probably working on that thing like 20, 20 plus hours a week. Uh, and so to pay the bills, uh, he was doing freelance writing the whole time. Didn't really consider himself a freelance writer. Uh, wasn't like that wasn't his goal. His goal was to build these affiliate blogs. But didn't you know when you're looking at some of these longer term business models, they don't pay anything up front, and you got bills to pay. And so he paid them basically just by selling writing, you know, wherever he could. Uh, and then that bought him the time to continue working on these affiliate blogs and uh, and build them into a pretty you know pretty successful business. Um, so I mean that right there. But it, it's kind of like any business model you're working on that takes time to build and you, you know, you need cash flow. Uh, you, you, we see a lot in the space of people um, kind of focusing more on the bootstrap model and getting away from the VC model, which I love. Um, but in that, like sometimes, sometimes you need cash. And, and that's the, that's the beauty of, of freelance writing is that you can go, you know, deliver a writing asset in a relatively short amount of time, uh, get paid for it and sink that money into, you know, whatever, it, whatever else it is you're building. So if someone is going to get started and just try to make a little extra money doing this, what do you recommend they do as their first step? Do they start just pinging Facebook friends, cold calling people, local businesses, or do they actually get on a platform like Fiverr or Upwork and start going about it that way? So this is where we get into sort of the the idea from like the the personal training space of, 
a perfect plan that you aren't going to follow through on, you know, is worthless, right? Amen. <laughs> um, so, so I would say, you know, in, in kind of going through, I'm going to kind of mention what I think is is the ideal approach. Uh, but what I find is that a lot of people find, you know, I'll try to caveat in there, you know, things that some people find easier than others. Um, but my my personal personal view is that you want to go through the process of creating a an actual writing asset that you want to sell one, two times max as a practice run. So say you want to, you know, say you want to deliver blog posts as your as your writing service. Go through the process of writing two blog posts, you know, start to finish uh, that no one's paying you for. Just, you know, go through the process of writing. Or if you want to do website copy, go through the process of writing a website, a website page. Uh, do that once or twice just so you kind of know exactly this is my process to go through it. It's not going to be optimal. You're probably going to be slow. Your copy is probably not going to be that great. And that's OK, because then what we're going to do is we're going to go start pitching as soon as we kind of have our internal process, then you go out and start pitching and you're going to learn 10 times more working in real client situations than you would just practicing or reading about writing or researching, which is what a lot of people, you know, do when they, you know, think about this process. They spend months and months reading and trying to like, you know, trying to feel like they have mastered writing when, you know, it's kind of like anything you write in the lab has very little you know, translation to what you're going to actually write in the field. Um, and so I recommend one, two practice projects immediately get in and start, you know, pitching warm network first, like you said, friends, family, anyone, you know, with the business, you don't need to make them pay you X amount. You could, you know, say, Hey, can I, can I rewrite your, you know, your website homepage? Uh, and if you like it, use it. Or if you like it, you can pay me for it. If not, it's just great practice. And I appreciate you letting me do it. You know, it can be as simple as that. Um, and then again, as you, you know, as you're pitching, you can be, you can start pitching real paying clients too. Uh, but we're, again, we're not talking about people who can afford to drop five to 10 K on an experienced copywriter. We're talking about people who, you know, the, their alternative is just to leave their own writing that they did themselves on the site. And they're just not very comfortable writers. It's awkward. It's confusing. Uh, it's not communicating their value. So you come in and, you know, even as a new copywriter who's not that great yet, you can do a better job. And for a few hundred bucks, that's that's worth like that's a very good value to these business owners. Um, and so it's literally it can be as simple as that. And, you know, if some people just for whatever reason, they feel a lot more comfortable pitching, uh, you know, gigs on Fiverr, gigs on job boards. I did a lot of that too earlier or early in my career. If you want to go that route, if it if it allows you to take action, uh, great. Uh, I feel like, you know, pitching really comes into its own when you're doing that one-to-one -one reach out to a business. If you're willing to play the numbers game, knowing that, hey, you know, 30 out of 31 might not even read or respond to my pitch, but all I need is one. You know, if you're, if you're willing to embrace that mentality, um, then, you know, then you're in a, as a new copywriter, you're in a one-to-one. -one, they're not comparing you against 30 other writers who are all trying to underbid you. They're just talking with you, you know, and so if they if they need writing and everyone needs writing at some point. So your odds are good of finding someone. So that, that's what I mean. It's really that simple. I just recommend do one or two practice projects, start pitching, start trying to work with real clients. And you'll be shocked at how fast, you know, 
how fast you grow. And, you know, a lot of people also make excuses about, oh, I don't have the experience. I can't pinch something. I haven't done it. There's people that accept free riding projects. And it's not like you're investing a mountain of, you know, money or a mountain of time to start getting that portfolio up and get that practice. I mean, there's people that want riding constantly. And, and you could spend a few hours, do some practice stuff and start building that portfolio to, to try it out. So where do you think the future lies, Jacob, for copywriters, right? And and I don't mean necessarily on like the global timeline, but on the individual timeline. Let's say I find I have a knack for writing. Is my like framework, my roadmap, you know, uh, continuing just to increase my value, start automating, start getting bigger ticket clients? Or do you think that there is a future business model for experienced copywriters that's different than that? So I think it comes down to your goals. Um, you know, for me, uh, I always had relatively modest income goals. Uh, and so to me, you know, once I hit those pretty quickly, uh, within two years of going full-time as a freelancer, I had hit what my kind of high-end personal income goal was. And so then for me, it was kind of like, okay, like what next? And I was like, well, I'm, you know, I'm, I'm selling my time for money. Uh, it'd be really cool if I could make the same amount, not selling my time for money, you know, building, building something else. And so for me, that then became the next step that became, you know, the, the future model was how, you know, what can, what can I sell using my writing, using my writing skills, my web, you know, all the copywriting, the content writing, all of it. You know, at that point I developed some SEO skills as part of, of my writing services. And so it was like, what can I build here to allow me to not have to trade my time for money? Um, and so, you know, that's one option. Uh, you can kind of, one of the things I realized over time, just being kind of in a sales mentality, um, was that a lot of people who hire, you know, a lot of small businesses or even mid-sized businesses who, who hire copywriters, they really have no framework for marketing. They almost look to the freelancer as more of a consultant. And so if you can kind of position yourself that way and look for the problems that they're they're dealing with, you know, that's one route that I see a lot of writers go is they kind of come, they kind of turn themselves into more marketing consultant slash copywriters. Um, you can scale up, you know, once you get the, uh, you know, one of the things I did after using pitching to build my career the first few years is I started kind of leveraging those SEO skills to build an inbound channel of leads. And once you, you know, once you build more leads than you can handle personally, then you have the option to start building an agency. Uh, which I did as well. Um, and, you know, then you start looking to, you know, tackle, uh, tackle broader, broader writing and marketing services than you could handle individually, work with bigger budgets. Uh, and, you know, the bigger the budget, the more convenience, uh, the, the more responsibility you're taking off the client's hand, the bigger margins you can charge. Um, you know, you can go the route my friend did of using his writing to build an affiliate marketing business or an affiliate business. Um, you know, there's, there's just so many options and, and kind of as we alluded to earlier in sort of the cash flow mentality, um, you know, any, any business out there is going to depend on some level of writing, some level of copywriting. So whatever your business dream is, you know, if, if you learn the copywriting skill and you learn it good enough to sell it to someone, there's a very good chance you can leverage it into whatever business model you want to take. And if, you know, if you just love writing and you just want to write forever, you can do that too. Yeah. yeah. Well, and I, I do think this is important and, and you've given me a lot of ideas that I wasn't aware of before, you know, for this. And 
I think that for me, the biggest takeaway as we kind of wrap up is this is one of those things that a lot of us do and we don't realize that it's monetizable or it's things that we can do to a moderate skill level and we assume that isn't valuable enough, which isn't true. And it's one of those things that is probably worth investing in, you know, in practice and, and learning because whether we do it for, you know, a side hustle for a, for a separate monetizable business stream or we just have to be good at it to do the other things better, our affiliate marketing, our digital marketing, our e-commerce selling, right? It's all like a backbone to all of this, right? So I think that's that's one of the big takeaways is like, we need to invest in this personally because it is so valuable in so many different ways. So I appreciate you sharing this. I think that there are a lot of people that probably started listening to this and were like, oh man, how boring we're talking about copywriting. But then when we think about it as a separate business venue or as a monetizable skill, not just a skill that we should outsource and get away from it, I think that it becomes more valuable and more interesting. So those of you that are still listening, I hope that you found some value in this episode and would love to hear about it. Leave a review or leave a comment if you're watching on YouTube. That would be excellent. So Jacob, if someone wanted to find out, you know, some more content about how to become a better copywriter, how to get started, you know, make a little money as a copywriter, what resource would you send them to to uh, start reaching and get started? Or start yeah, researching so you... and get started, sorry. Totally. If you head over to my website, jacobmcmillan.com, I have over 175,000 words of free content. I do a podcast every Monday where I just do a 10-minute quick hit on you know something related to improving your writing, freelancing, or marketing. Um, so you know any basically I'll I'll take you from zero to wherever you want to go, uh, and it's all right there. That's amazing. Well, thank you so much for being on. I know that you're a busy guy and you have a lot of writing to get <laughs> to get to. So appreciate you being on the podcast and and sharing this wisdom. And guys, make sure to check him out, jacobmcmillan.com. And based on his writing capabilities and SEO, like he said, you know, he's he's ranked highly on Google just for copywriting. So I think that's pretty impressive, pretty cool knowing what I do about Google SEO. So thank you all for listening to another episode. We'll see you guys on the next one.